know the vibes episode number 99 of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k 22 myself momootsy alongside as always mr bj armstrong real name no gimmicks you know the damn vibes we're here <laughs> game one of the western conference finals is in the books bj before we get to the western conference finals the nba announced they're all rookie teams. Well, the, the NBA didn't announce it. Shams Terrania announced it. And the NBA hasn't oh. announced it yet. So Shams leaked it, as he always does with everything. And he says, the 2021-2022 NBA all-rookie teams. Can you guess? Or, or who would be your all-rookie team? Can you guess it? Uh, um, Evan Mobley. Yep. Scotty Barnes. Yep. Cade Cunningham. Yeah, those three are like the locks. I don't think anyone can dispute those three. It's the next two spots that have caused a bit of debate. Wow. I don't know. That kid, Herb Cole. Is it Herb? Herb, Herb, Herb Jones. It? Herb Jones. I said Herb Cole. Herb Jones. Herb Jones did not make it to the first team. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's a bit of a debate. Herb Jones is on the second team. Any other guesses for the first team? You've got two spots remaining. And Herb Jones is on the second team. What about team. the kid from the kid from Orlando? The kid from Orlando probably is on there, right? Which one? Because they got a couple rookies. Because Jaden oh, sucks, suck. no, that he's sucks, kid. The, the Franz Wagner, Franz Wagner. Yeah, he, he's Franz on that first team. He's on that. Yeah, first he's team. on the first team. He had a good yeah, year. Yeah, the, he's on the first team. Uh, one more spot. I don't. I don't know. I give Jaden Green. You know what? I, 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 you know, I was thinking of him, but then I thought he can't be on the first team because he missed, he missed a lot of games this year, didn't he? He missed a lot of games and he was terrible. Well, not terrible, but not as good as Herb Jones and Josh Giddy, who was the Western Conference Rookie of the Month like four times. Yeah, Josh Giddy missed a lot of games too. Yeah, so but, I, but I, 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 didn't I, I want to qualify. I, I don't mean Jalen Green was terrible. I just mean he was great in the final two weeks of the season compared to what he was before. And I think that final two weeks is uh, is what everyone remembers. So, um, well, I got four. I got four out of the five. I yeah, think. no, it's, it's solid. It's solid. It's solid. So that's the first team: uh, Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley, Kay Cunningham, Jalen Green, and Franz Wagner. The second team is Ayu Desomo, Chris Duarte, Josh Giddy, Bones Highland, and Herb Jones. Bones Highland. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! He had a solid year. He had a solid okay. year. I mean, okay. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I, okay. um, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't. Yeah. All right. Is there anyone who's missing from that list that you would have had? No, you know what? All this stuff like that. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm not like. You know, like you'll see people. Okay, I made the all rookie team. Like, okay, let's go five years ago. Who made the all rookie team five years ago? Like I, I, these things don't. I mean, they're nice when you're a rookie, I guess. But you know, it's like now I, I'm hearing all these players talking about who's the best player in the draft. 
I don't care who's the best player in the draft. You, you, you want to know? I want to be the. Go ahead. Five years ago, so 2017, all rookie team. You got any guesses, or do you want me to tell you? I have, I have no, I have no idea. The first team: Malcolm Brogdon, Joel Embiid, Buddy Heald, Dario Saric, and Willie Hernan Gomez. The second team, right? And now, when you look at it, I think the second team is better than the first team. Was Brandon Ingram, Jamal Murray, Jalen Brown. But then this is why I get what you're saying. Marquise Chris and Yogi Ferrell made the all-rookie second team in 2017. It doesn't matter. Like, like I want to tell these rookies, you know, who cares who's the best player in the draft? I want to be the best player after the draft. That's all that matters. Who's the best player once they get to their team and get to the and starts playing the games. That's the player I want. Yeah. Okay. You're the best player in the draft. Great. Okay. You got drafted high because you were the best player in the draft. It has nothing to do with who's going to be the best player in after. In 2014, Mason Plumley, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, Victor Oladipo, Michael Carl Williams all made the rookie first team ahead of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was on the second team. Think about that. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. It, 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 this is these are things that really don't matter. And this th- this is like what this is what being a pro is all about. You begin to realize you start focusing on things that really don't matter, and just be the best player after the draft. Giannis has been the best player after the draft. He should be the guy that everyone says because he came over here. He just. You just keep working. You just keep working on your game. Well, that's what it's about. But speaking of working on the game, the Dallas Mavericks have some work to do on their game because tonight was game one of the Western Conference Finals and the Golden State Warriors won in very convincing fashion. Now, I don't want to overreact to game one, mainly because my team also lost a game one, but we have to put it into context. Both of these teams, the Boston Celtics and the Dallas Mavericks, played a game seven on Sunday and then traveled on the road to face off against the Miami Heat and Golden State Warriors, respectively, who were at home, resting, preparing, and getting ready. You could see it. Luka Doncic looked a little tired. You know, he got 20.7 rebounds, for assists, but he did look tired, and he didn't play the Luka Doncic style of play. Now, credit to Golden State's game plan. We're going to dive into that in a second. But I don't want to overreact, because a lot of people online now have been overreacting after just one game. And you have to remember that Dallas lost the first two games against Phoenix. They lost game one against Utah. So we'll have to see how this series plays out. But BJ, what was your initial reaction and takeaways and thoughts from game one between the Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks? Well, one of the things when you're coming off of a a seven-game series, you know, it's very tough turnaround for those teams. And this tough turnaround for Boston, tough turnaround for Dallas. You know, you literally, you go home for one day, get some new clothes and then you're back on the road and you're back playing again. So th- this is tough. Um, there's no excuses. This is the NBA and you know, you got to figure it out. Now, my initial thoughts were, I didn't expect much in game one, but I wanted to see something. I wanted to see something. And you know, when you're an experienced team, you play like the Warriors. The Warriors 
tried to send a message. They tried to send a message today. Like you could see they were incredibly focused. They were dictating everything they wanted to do on the defensive end. And they just said, this is Luca. This is what we're going to give up. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, this is what we're going to give up. I don't think Golden State got to plan B or plan C or plan D. They just said, this is what we're going to do. You're not going to play in isolation. You're, we're pushing you this way and you're going to go this way and the help is coming. And everybody's going to get into a hard rotation. And mm. it was just great to see. I want to give a shout out to so, uh, Andrew Wiggins and Kavon Looney, who did fantastic jobs guarding Luka Doncic. Wiggins did a great job of guard. Uh, of guarding well, can, can I go but back then, to the previous series? Can I go back to the previous okay, series? Of course, of course. What was the one thing I kept telling you I thought Phoenix should do? Against um, Luca. Luca. Yeah, yeah, what is the one thing I kept saying? I don't even understand why they're not doing that. It's to pick him up full court. Mm-hmm. To force him. 94 feet pressure. Just play. And then if you can steal two or three seconds off the shot clock, that's a win. Just keep the pressure on him. You're not going to stop him. Just keep the pressure on him. Andrew Wiggins did something tonight, and I, and, I, and I was like, wow, good for him. He picked up full court. It wasn't any he was in a drop coverage or whatever. Or I'm going to pick him up full court. I know, I, I know where my help is at, and I just got to keep coming. He fought over the screens. It wasn't an automatic switch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. He fought over the screens. Imagine that, Mo, you're fighting over screens today. <laughs> and then they – we're attacking the basket because there's no shot blockers. Mm-hmm. And Mo, he was super aggressive tonight. Think about that on the offensive end. As good as he was on the defensive end. Yeah. He was, Wiggins came he away was with excellent. 19. And that's, I respect it. I respect the game plan. Look, yeah. that's all you can do. You, you do what you do against a great player. Seven Warriors players finished in double digits with scoring. But I was saying about Kwon Looney because in the times where he did get switched on to Doncic in isolation, the big fella managed to move his feet and actually do a good job staying in front and contesting shots. Um, you know, looking at this for the Dallas Mavericks, however, they missed a lot of three-pointers. They were 11 from 48 from behind the arc. Now, this is one of the things in this era of basketball is the shooting variance. A lot of these games, we see being very one-sided, and it's just a case of if they had knocked down their shots, they would have won this game, but instead... They didn't. And that's, you live by the three, you die by the three. We keep saying it, but that really rings true, especially in this game. I think Jalen Brunson struggled considerably um, throughout this one as well. Draymond Green did a great job on him defensively. I think Steve Kerr did a nice job. He was throwing a little bit of zone here and there to mix it up. He did a good job with the defensive coverages, but this goes back to what you were saying in in the other episode with with the Mavericks is, if they are not having a good three-point shooting night and Luka Doncic is struggling, you know, like saying, can you win a game if Luka has a bad game? Well, if Luka's struggling and the role players aren't hitting three-pointers, what can you do aside from Spencer Dibbity coming in with an injection of scoring off the bench? Because he had some good minutes. He had a nice stretch in the third, but it wasn't enough to bring the team back into the game. Well, you know, Mo, I, again, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. 
you know, I know it's fun to watch Luca play. I, it's fun. I mean, it, it really is. You, he, he's isolating. He's dancing with the ball. He puts guys on his hip. He does all these moves, and, and it's great. Great highlight. Well, let me tell you something, boys. You, 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 you keep, you know, winning, and you keep advancing. The defenses get better and better and better, and they're going to take away something. Now, it's one thing, Mo, I haven't seen in this league is one player is not going to play the way he plays by dribbling the ball in isolation versus a good defensive team. Mm -hmm. That was the most disappointing thing about the Phoenix Suns because the Phoenix Suns have been one of the better defensive teams all season, and they had a total collapse. Everyone's talking about their collapse on the offensive end. Uh, Chris Paul didn't do anything. Devin Booker didn't do anything. DeAndre Aiden. Mo, there was a total collapse on the defensive end. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you have a collapse on the defensive end, nine times out of 10, Mo, you're not going to have a good offensive game because you're playing five versus five. You're taking the ball constantly out of the basket. If you're getting stops, you should be able to score and transition as an NBA player. Okay. And that was me, a total collapse on the defensive end. They couldn't stop anybody. Mm -hmm. Jalen Brunson. Uh, okay, Reggie Bullock, Finney Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, those guys. Those guys had it. They had it. They had it rolling. Yeah, they had a field day. They. They. I mean, they just got every shot that they wanted. Now, I think if the Dallas Mavericks are going to, you know, be competitive in this in this series. One thing has to happen. They're going to have to have ball movement, player movement. Make no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. the, the Warriors are committed to saying one guy dribbling, playing isolation basketball is not going to beat us. Now, moving the ball, setting screens, and doing those things, we'll make that adjustment if they decide to do that. But if you think you're just going to put in isolation and pick on guys, that's mm -hmm. not happening. Because mm -hmm. clearly they are committed and the help is coming the moment he goes in isolation or any player. Yeah. And then and on, that on the other end as well, the Warriors offense has so much more movement, in my opinion, it, than the it, Suns that absolutely. you're wearing guys down on defense but, with all the off ball cutting. Is. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why God's they have a lot of turnovers, but that's because they're trying to find these difficult passes, guys coming back door and stuff like that. Whereas the Dallas Mavericks, you would see Luca get a switch he wants, try driving to the lane, and then it would be the help defenders that kind of dig it. You know, when they just take yeah. one step on their man and they dig. And there was a stretch yeah. where Luke had like three turnovers in a row that led to like a there step over three, a run out layup, and then another bucket. And that, I think that was really the turning point of the game. That was one of the sequences. And the other sequence for me, like we spoke about a few more shooting, there was one possession where Reggie Bullock shot three, missed. Offensive rebound, back out to Bullock, wide open again, missed. Offensive rebound, Back out to Brunson, three, missed. And that's three chances. And that's really when the Warriors decided to build up their lead, get out there. But I want to ask you about this, right? Because Steph scored 21. He was the high scorer. It was a team effort. But it wasn't the number of points Steph scored. It was the way in which he scored them that was so disheartening. There was a, there was a stretch of three buckets in, I believe, the third quarter that really stood out to me, okay? Because it really demoralized... The, the lead was, was still single digits with his first one, right? 
Luka Doncic gets switched onto Looney, drives into the paint, uses great footwork, gets gets Looney. Looney holds his ground. He doesn't bite on a pump fake. Steph digs down, gets the strip, strips the ball, gets the steal. In transition, Steph Curry dribbles up, step back three, splash. Then there's another one where Steph's trapped into the corner by two defenders, Dorian Finney-Smith and Luka Doncic. The sideline and the baseline are both being used. For, he's completely trapped. He throws a no-look over-the-head pass. It looks like it's going out of bounds. His teammate catches it. And out of nowhere, Steph comes off a down screen, splashes a three-pointer, does his little shimmy dance that comes out of nowhere. And then the third one was Steph Curry grabs an offensive rebound, dribbles the ball back out against Dorian Finney-Smith, who's the Mavs' best defender, gets into the mid-range, fouled, and won. And that stretch there from Steph really disheartened the Dallas Mavericks. And then the game was out of reach after that, right? So my question is, when there's a superstar player who's scoring buckets in that fashion with ease, nothing you, you can throw your best defender at him, he's going to draw the foul and score the bucket. He's going to get trapped in the corner, find his way out, hit three, and then start dancing in the middle of the court. What does that do to the mentality of a team when you're playing against someone who's doing that kind of stuff? Well, you know, the thing that Steph Curry does is, you know, he relocates. And those are just effort and energy plays. And, and Steph Curry does that. I, I, I think, if anything, it's just a, being attentive to detail, right? We all know Steph Curry moves. He's fantastic moving without the ball. Yes. But it's one thing when you say that, and it's another thing to have to play against that, okay? It's easier said than done. We all know that, but you got to go out there and do it. Now, so, you know, Steph Curry, those are called effort and energy plays. Okay. Your initial effort is great. You cut him off. You do that. It's the second and third efforts, which separates the really good teams from the great teams. Okay? Mm-hmm. And right then and there, that's an adjustment that you can say, I can live with him making a tough shot. But what I can't live with is there's, under no circumstances should Steph Curry be left alone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, Steph Curry understands that. All right. You may cut me off. All right. You may even cut me off twice, but let me see if you're willing to give what they call multiple efforts. Steph Curry gives you multiple efforts, especially on the moving. offensive end. Yeah. Doesn't he, stop moving. This doesn't. Yeah. All right. So you cut him off, he throws out a pass. You take a deep breath to try to find the ball. He's already gone. You know, so relocation is one of those things that you don't see often. You know, Reggie Miller was one of those players. He was constantly on the move, you know, you know, Joe Dumars. And, you know, there were some guys who, you know, this isn't the first time. Just Steph Curry has really probably taken it to another level. He's probably doing it at a different level than most because you don't see guys shooting at that type of distance. But so I think, you know, the coaches will make adjustments. You can't relax when you guard him. And, you know, they, 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 they tell you that, Hey, you want to stay home with this guy. And you're like, whatever. <laughs> well, no, like, according, I mean, according to Patrick Beverly, when you go to guard step cover, you go to bed super early. It's not like guarding Chris Paul where you could party all night the night before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, I mean, you know, it's it's easier said than done. I mean, Steph Curry is a great player for a reason. I mean, it's like a, a great defensive player. 
the great defensive player, they don't stop on the first effort. They give you multiple efforts. That's, and speaking that's of, what he does. Speaking of that, did you see the block that Draymond Green had? He was, was inside phenomenal. the paint when, was it Dorian Finney-Smith or Reggie Bullock who caught it in the corner? And he right. got from inside the paint to blocking a three-pointer in less than a second. Unbelievable well, I mean, the, by Draymond Green. Yeah, you, 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 that's what it's all about. It's all about effort and energy. So these are correctable mistakes. I'm sure they will figure it out. They'll have a couple days where Luca, oh, the Warriors shut you down. And now let's see what happens in game two. And I, I think the same thing for I think the same thing for the Celtics. Yeah. So let's dive into it because we don't have have um any shows over the weekend. So let's dive into it, right? If you were looking at the Mavericks first, seeing as we're here, we'll carry on talking about them. What is one of the adjustments that you could make for game two to try and help either your defense or your offense? I would first of all, I, I would I would come up with a system of play where the ball is going to move so I can move the defense. Okay. Luca as good as good as he is, as great as he is, he's not going to be able to dribble the ball up 94 feet, pick the guy he wants, and just get this guy in isolation on an island by yeah, himself. Save that for late in the fourth quarter. Okay. Now, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to play with energy, meaning move the ball up the court and get the ball moving from side. This is a good defensive team. Yep. This is a really they good were the, defensive They were the team. number one defense until Draymond Green got injured. Okay, so they're going to have to get the ball moving and play with a little bit more energy than they than they did tonight. That's the first thing. They're going to, if they're going to utilize Luka, they got to get on the ball with a live dribble below the free throw line. Why? Because you have to initiate your offense and give yourself an option. So he, he should have the option with the live dribble below the free throw line with 10 seconds or, or more and have the option to dribble, shoot, and pass to the other four guys. Mm-hmm. And he's got to do all of these decisions within two seconds. Why yeah. two seconds? Because after two seconds, you could see they are attacking his dribble low when he drives. And Luca is spinning and someone's always there. Draymond clearly... He's like a he's like a an, an American football. He's like a, a middle linebacker. He's constantly mimicking the ball wherever the ball is at. Draymond is at, and they're counting on their speed and quickness to run you off the three point line as a key component to how they will defend on the perimeter. Unlike in the last series, okay. Now the reason that's important is because. The one thing that you're seeing is they don't want their bigs more times than not to be out there on an island with with Looney because your bigs, if you have your big guarding the perimeter, a la DeAndre Aiden, JaVale McGee, Bismack Biombo, you have no shot blockers. That's why they're putting Draymond in the back to seal the lane. So instead of blocking the shot, Draymond is constantly coming for the help no matter what. And if they run their offense in isolation on the wing, you push them wherever Draymond's at. So they're just limiting the options. It's, it's similar to what Boston do with Rob Williams. You have to t- you you have to take away. 
the Golden State, the Golden State Warriors basically were the, one of the first teams to start doing this. And now Rob Williams and now you're seeing other teams do it. It's just Draymond and Draymond and Rob Williams provide different types of energy with this system. Rob Williams, you know, they actually don't mind him getting switched on the guards. Just like Draymond, you want to get switched. But what you can't do is you you can't live a defender out there on an island by himself. Yeah. And that's so Draymond is mimicking the ball. And now I'm interested to see what Dallas is going to do. So I, if I were Dallas, I would probably take Luca off the ball. I probably would put the ball into Jalen Brunson's hand. Yep. And I would probably have two or three guys who could, I would probably play Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie and Luca and try to get that combination on the floor. Yeah, Why? The Warriors go small anyway. I, they go small. And I want to be able to play and initiate from multiple ball handlers. And the one place where Luca should be super effective is what Giannis does so incredibly well. He rebounds the ball because there's no defense once you rebound the ball. So I think if Luca can have big rebound, a, a, a big rebounding game, especially defensively, that will create all types of problems for the Warriors because that means he's had a there's now you're in transition. I don't want Luca to play against a set defense. I want him to be able to rebound the ball. There's a cross match. There's something going on and let Luca's creativity and have shooters and spacers and do all those things, but they're going to have to play much faster. And that to me is a win for the Warriors. Why? It's because what do we say about Luca? No one can do what can speed, speed him up. up. Mm-hmm. But, but Luca, you can't play at your speed and beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors did a great job on the boards all night long. Yes, um, yes, they did. They, they, they did they, a fantastic they were, they, job. They, 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 they out-rebounded them, out them 51 to 35. Um, yep. So so that's the key. But looking at the Celtics Heat game too, what are your keys for the Celtics going into that one? Minus well, I like, yeah, Marcus Smart okay. possibly returning. Al Horford will probably still be out for game two. Yeah, I mean, that, that it's, it's, it's all about health. I mean, the... The Celtics really did a nice job. You know, I was, I think I was, I think I read this correctly in between meetings. I think they won three out of the four quarters, right? Yeah. They just had a horrendous third quarter. Third quarter. Okay. I, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's correctable. I'll take that. Minus Al Horford and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. If you if someone told me we're going to win three out of the four quarters tomorrow night, I'll take yeah. that. And it's just they lost. 39 to 14 in the third quarter. Yeah, I'll take that. It was horrendous. They didn't make a field goal until four minutes remaining. Um, hopefully, Marcus might be back and give them a little bit more stability on the offensive side, calm things down. Ime Adoka, the coach, actually missed practice with a non COVID related illness, and a bunch of assistant coaches and Celtic staff have gone down with COVID. So I don't know what exactly is going on down there in South Beach, but that is quite concerning. Um, so hopefully, everyone can recover soon. And what are you expecting from game two? Do you think the Heat take the 2 nothing lead at home or do you think the Celtics can pull one back? The Celtics 10-1 and one in games after suffering a loss since January 22nd, I think. Okay, that's, that, that, that sounds great. They're 10-1. They're and one. However, you know, I think the Celtics, we, I think the, the Miami Heat, I think they have a lot of respect for the Celtics team. Yeah, Celtics team is. I mean, that's 
listen, they won the game. They easily could have lost that game too. Okay, that was a tremendous third quarter. Give Jimmy Butler credit. Give that team credit. I thought the depth just wore down the wore down the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of respect over there. So if I'm the Heat, I would come out with the energy that they brought to the third quarter. I would try to establish that in the first quarter. Yeah, the halftime adjustment. Okay, so the very first great. thing. Yeah, the very first thing I would do if I were the Suns, if I'm if I'm Coach Spo, they, I would coach my guys incredibly hard in the first quarter. And the reason I would do that is because I want the Celtics to question, do they really want to play this hard for the entire game? You better. It's the Commerce Finals. Well, it's sometimes more, you, 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 you know, it's, it's Phoenix showed us Phoenix showed us. <laughs> I, I, I would try to win the first quarter. A lot of times, Mo, you know, I, I learned that little trick playing. Sometime if you get a team down in the first quarter. Now, I don't think the Celtics will quit. But certainly I want them to say, wow, we have a big we got a big hurdle to climb here. And if they could get up 10 in the first quarter, I think that will send a definite message to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, that, that to me, that to me is key. The Celtics have to establish that we can win because they, they won three out of the four quarters. Yeah. But I, I think if they get down by 10, you want the Celtics to say, well, maybe we can't beat them here this game. We got to go home. And then to me, that's a win. So right now, what I and I think that's what the that's what that's what the Warriors tried to do tonight. You could just tell the way they were playing. Like you could just tell, even when the guys came off the bench, they were just playing hard. It was like crush them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like we won, let's go to game two. You know, they were trying to send a message. I think the message can be sent there in the first quarter because you don't want this Celtics team to get any confidence because what's, what are the Celtics saying? If you're in the locker, you're going, man, we did this without Marcus Smart and Al Morford. So that to me is what I, I think if the Miami Heat can get up 10, that to me says they're ready and they're focused. Okay. Okay. But if they come out, if they come out the way they came out, in in game one to me that's a win for the celtics that's a win because the celtics are you know what they're saying in the locker room that, i mean they they really played terrific i thought in the first half I yeah Tay really was shot. unbelievable in the first half i thought they did unbelievable they did, you know what i mean yeah um but but you know we'll, we'll see we'll see how it yeah. plays out that's what I, that's what i'm looking for the first quarter to me is the game where you come out it's like a boxer you come out and you establish a the jab is working tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you got to see this jab for 12 rounds. Yeah. And you might be like, no, nah, man, I, I don't want to see that jab. I don't want to see yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you know, that, that that's that, it's always those games within the games. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see. So it's just something for us to watch tomorrow as yeah. we're watching that game. Well, we're going to be back tomorrow morning with episode number 100 of the Hoop Genius Podcast, sending by NBA 2K22. Keep it a buck, Mo. Uh-huh. Keep it a buck. Uh-huh. 100. We still got plenty more to go. So we'll be here tomorrow morning. 
We're answering some of your questions. Make sure you lock in with that one and then have a blessed weekend. And as we told you about earlier in the week, I think maybe starting on Sunday night, potentially, you guys might be able to watch games alongside BJ and myself. So you can interact interact with us in real time whilst the games are going on. It will be completely free for anyone who has NBA League Pass. So make sure you can rock with us. So sign up for League Pass on the weekend. I think it's like £14 for the rest of the season, which, let's be honest, you go out, you're going to spend that in like two drinks. Or if you go out in London, you spend that walking down the road for 10 seconds. But anyway, we'll talk more about that on Sunday. Keep an eye on the Twitter. We'll let you know the info about that tomorrow. I got one thing to say. I got Uh one thing to say about this. Uh Uh-huh. The best ability is availability. And I'm available, Mo. Are you? <laughs> you know the damn vibe. Come on, man. It's going to be good watching the games with, with our community here. Being able to interact with them in real time. I'm excited for that. I'm going to reveal more information very soon. Tomorrow, episode 100. Be there. Do not miss it. And most importantly, until next time, have a great day and get buckets.